Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 18, recorded October 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, Sparrow's DD pick was available again, a quick set fingerprint recognition lock, more on the new Bowley prototype, the categories and timeline of the Locky Awards, and more. You can find this show on most podcast apps, YouTube, and at thelocksportscast.com. YouTube and a few of the podcast apps have restrictions that limit my ability to post full show notes with links. So for full show notes that include all the links, you can visit www.thelocksportscast.com. I have a correction for last week's episode. Terrell was supposed to be listed as a content producer, and I just totally missed it. He submitted a few different things and I, for some reason, I forgot to put his name on there. So sorry about that. I've added him to the show notes list, but he wasn't in the audio. And uh, so I just wanted to make sure that he got his proper shout out there. In the news this week from Anarchy One and Cherell, they let me know right away that Sparrows had more DD picks for sale. But unfortunately, They sold out quickly, so they're already gone again. That's one of the drawbacks of doing a weekly podcast is sometimes you just miss things. And something that came up on my search, Quickset launches new Halo Touch Smart Lock with fingerprint capabilities. Quickset has moved forward with the official launch of its Halo Touch Wi-Fi Smart Lock. The smart home device was first announced at CES 2020 in January. The Halo Touch is a connected smart lock that authenticates registered users with fingerprint recognition. The lock is primarily designed for residential applications. Once registered, those users will be able to scan their fingerprints to gain keyless entry to that particular location. The device accesses the internet through the homeowner's existing Wi-Fi network and is compatible with a QuickSet app that allows the user to control and monitor the lock remotely through their phone. In that regard, the app can be used to lock and unlock the door and to view a record of access activity. It can also be configured to issue notifications. The Halo Touch features QuickSet's smart key security platform, which guards against a variety of different forced entry techniques, including lock picking and torque attacks. I've already said how I feel about all these super connected convenience feature electronic locks. And I'll just, I'll leave it at that. If you don't know, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. Here's another story that came up on one of my searches from uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. On the market, the Somerville home that comes with a mysterious thousand pound safe. It reads, here's your chance to get into the one quarantine hobby you probably haven't thought of yet. Safe cracking. This condo is currently for sale in Somerville, offers the rare opportunity for some hands-on experience. There's a 1,000-pound safe locked and tucked away in one of the bedroom closets. If someone makes an offer to buy the unit with the safe, the sellers will be happy to include the safe in the sale, says the listing agent Nancy Kramer of Coldwell Banker. Otherwise, they will find a way to remove the safe prior to closing. And that is located at uh, 38 Otis Street. 
Number two, Somerville. $525,000 for a 1,230-square-foot, four-bedroom, one-bath home. So much square feet for four bedrooms. All right, and in community news, Cheryl shared a tweet by Locknoob that said, somewhere to keep my favorite homemade picks with few other favorites to act as placeholders. Turns out that fountain pen display cases are perfect for lock picks. And they actually do a great job of displaying them. So there'll be a link to the his tweet in the show notes, or you can just go over to Locknoob's Twitter page and check that out. Cheryl also shared a video by Bosnian Bill called X-Ray Lockology. It's really interesting. One of his, uh, I don't know if it's a friend or a viewer, he just calls him NP, but he took some X-Ray pictures of some of Bill's padlocks in both the locked and the unlocked state, and Bill does a good job of kind of going over what all the different parts are and how they work inside the lock. It's interesting. It's not, uh, it's not something you get to see every day. Anarchy One wanted to share a thread on lockpicking 101. Just a heads up, if you want to go over there, you will have to create a login to view this one, or at least I did. The title on the first post was Happy 2020, my resolution to pick a different lock each day. It's from 31st of December 2019. And it reads, I wish a happy new year to all my fellow members and friends. My resolution is to pick at least one different lock every day. There are periods when I pick for hours and my fingers hurt, periods when I don't even touch a lock for days or even weeks. This year, I'll pick a lock every day, I promise. Happy 2020. And he's been posting a picture of the lock he picks every day along with the tools that he used to pick it. It looks like he's on track, although I I admit I did not go through all 33 pages of the thread, so... You know, he may have missed a day here and there, but I didn't see any evidence of it right off. It's it's interesting. That's quite a commitment. And this next one was shared both by Trill and uh, Anarchy One from Lock Noob on Twitter again. It's so cool to be able to explore this prototype from Bowley Inc. I really admire the Bowley Lock concept, and that key is really awesome. This is the same Bowley prototype lock that I mentioned in episode 14, but Lock Noob created a video. He got a hold of it. He created a video where he disassembles it. He shows how it works and how all the different pieces work, and uh, it's actually really quite interesting. So link to that in the show notes as well. And Trell shared a tweet by a Tiffany Cheesum. She's at catacorn underscore sun on Twitter. And the tweet read, Hey, Locksport community, I am collecting images and data on locks for an upcoming talk. Do you have locks? Can you take pictures of them? If so, fill out my form here. You just got a Google form link on there. And Trell tweeted back, Please let us know when this talk is available. After all these offers of photos, I got to see the final result. She said she will be speaking at ShellCon on October 9th. The talk is about a lock ID app for physical pen testers that she's developing. It will provide information on lock design and known attacks, and she wants as big a data set as possible. She wants to create a large searchable data set to help physical pen testers in lock ID and attack advice. The secondary audience will be consumers to help them know if the lock they're buying is actually trash or not. So she's looking for any locks that are commercially available. I'll have a link to the tweet 
and also her form in the show notes. And Deadlock wanted everybody to know that the lock box, the pass around box that he sent out is with Pandafrog right now. And Pandafrog, I believe, had a video that just came out on that as I'm recording this. So a link to that video will be in the show notes. You can also do a search for hashtag pass around box. And we have a new purple belt. It's heavy metalhead, I believe is the way he intends that to be. It's HV metalhead. And he has earned his purple belt this week. So everybody congratulate him or her, I guess. I shouldn't assume. In lockpicking criminal news this week, Redheaded Lockpicker sent in a article from Sunshine Coast in BC, Canada. September 28th, 2020, Sunshine Coast RCMP say they've recovered lockpicking tools stolen from a local tow truck operator. They were notified on September 22nd that a tow truck had been broken into early that morning, and among the items taken were a Slim Jim and other tools used by authorized companies to get into locked vehicles. The tools were recovered by police investigating a break-in later that day at a construction site. Quick-thinking neighbors had seen a suspicious vehicle in the area earlier that day and had photographed it and shared it with other residents who lived in the area. Friends of the victim of the break-in began driving around the area to look for the suspect car, and it was seen driving on Middle Point Road. When RCMP arrived, they spotted the vehicle, which was driven up Stevens Way in Half Moon Bay before the suspects dumped the car on the side of the road. Vehicle was seized towed to the police station where the tools stolen from the tow truck were recovered along with multiple items from the construction site. Investigation is ongoing. And then I uncovered a more updated version or a follow-up article for that that was published on September 30th. And it was entitled RCMP recover stolen goods from storage locker seek owners. Case linked to the theft of lock picking tools from the tow truck Some of the other items in that car led police to a storage locker facility. The RCMP said in a release on September 29th that much of what they recovered from the lockers was from a massive theft of tools and has since been returned to the owners. Some of the other items have been linked to previous theft reports. The items that police are still looking to get back to their owners include a golf bag with clubs, hardwood hardwood flooring stapler, Portable gazebo still in their bags, movie projector, portable safe, Pioneer car stereo, and a nail framing gun. So sounds like that little uh, tow truck and construction site theft led to a pretty big recovery of stolen items. Good for RCMP. Uh, another story, just uh, I think this is just out of a police log from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. William... Demario Levan Singletary? What a name. William Demario Levan Singletary, 21, of West Salem, was arrested August 31st on several felony charges, breaking and entering, larceny, safe cracking, possession of stolen goods, possession of burglary tools, along with four misdemeanor counts of injury to real property. And out of Greenville, Tennessee, an unconscious man found next to a horse was charged. A man found lying unresponsive next to a horse about 4 p.m. Thursday 
in the middle of South Wesley Chapel Road, was charged with methamphetamine possession and other offenses. Nicholas M. Medcalf, 28, was charged with public intoxication, possession of Schedule 3 drug, possession of a Schedule 5 drug, and possession of prohibited weapons. Deputies were called to South Wesley Chapel Road. Medcalf was revived after a minute or two of sternum rubs. A records check after Metcalf was identified found he had two active arrest warrants issued in Greene County for criminal trespass and possession of drug paraphernalia. Deputies determined Metcalf needed to be taken to the hospital for evaluation before transport to the detention center. A search of saddlebags of the horse located brass knuckles and lockpicks. While in the hospital, a CAT scan of Metcalf showed he had unidentified object inserted in a body orifice. Found in the object was suspected methamphetamine, pills identified as a stimulant, and part of an orange pill identified as Suboxone and tobacco. Medcalf was held without bond, and he was not able to provide them with the name of anybody to care for the horse, so Green County Animal Control was contacted to pick up the horse. That is just an odd story. <laughs> I, I can't say this enough times. Stay off the meth, kids. Now, I'd like to take a quick break and say thank you to all the people that made this episode possible. Let me repeat that. These are the people that made this episode possible. Without their support, I couldn't keep doing this. So we have executive producers, are my uh, Patreon supporters. We have Williams Brain, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, and Starrylock, all of whom have YouTube channels and will be linked in the show notes. The content producers for this episode, the ones that uh, give all, almost all the news that you get to hear here, would be Cherell, Anarchy One, Redheaded Lockpicker, Deadlocks, Runepicker, Michael Gilchrist, Alex Who, and Starry Lock. And for every one of those that has a YouTube channel, there will be a link in the show notes, including the show notes on YouTube. I modify those just so I can get these guys' links in here. And a special thanks to those of you who helped me sort out some of the the naming and the categories for the Lockie Awards. This show is only possible because of the information and support of this amazing community, so thank you very much. If you are getting value out of this podcast, please help support it primarily by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that is Locksport-related that you think the community would benefit from knowing, send it in. You can send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or DM me or whatever on any of the other contact methods listed in the show notes, or you can go to support.thelocksportscast.com to find all of those as well. Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. And there's always Patreon or PayPal if you want to support it financially. On to the main topic. It's official. This year will be an alpha test for the Lockie Roads. Yeah, I'm calling it an alpha test because there's going to be a lot of bugs, I'm sure. All the videos released this year, January 1st through December 31st, will be eligible. Nominations will be allowed from January 1st through January 31st of next year. Voting will begin on February 1st. Anyone involved in Locksport is eligible to win except me. So 
nothing from Charles Bilge Crap or the Lock Sportscast can be nominated, period. Anyone in Locksport can vote, except me. I'm running the show. I don't think it's fair for me to jump in and might show bias. I'm just going to be the impartial collector, kind of like I do for this podcast. I'm just going to collect the nominations and collect the votes. So what are the categories this year? We're going to have traditional uh, categories like best editing, best audio, best lighting, best visual aids slash effects. So if somebody's teaching, doing an instructional video, you know, and they do a really good job of demonstrating it either with practical real locks or graphics, whatever, it's best visual aids or effects. Most informative video, and that's up to your decision what you think that means. Most creative video, most impressive pick, and that can be whatever you think is impressive, whether it's a really difficult lock, the first time pick on a new lock that hasn't been picked before, or just a really fast pick, whatever you think is impressive. Best out of package pick, most impressive gutting disaster. Then this next one, most supportive commenter. You don't even have to have a YouTube channel to win this one. Anybody who is on YouTube and commenting and is really supportive can be nominated for this. As long as they have a YouTube account to comment from, they can be nominated for this and they can win this. Best picking challenge. This is the most creative challenge. Uh, It can be, but not necessarily part of a giveaway. And again, does not have to be somebody who has a YouTube channel. It's they create the challenge and everybody else participates, makes videos about it. As long as the challenge took place between January 1st and December 31st of 2020, it will be eligible. Most creative giveaway. This is the most creative giveaway overall. It can be any combination of what you think is creative for challenge, structure, or drawing process, or all of the above. Again, has to take place between January 1st and December 31st. We have best challenge lock. Must be a valid challenge lock with a working key. Can be based on difficulty to pick or creativity or whatever criteria you think makes a great challenge lock. The lock must have been made this year and featured in a video this year. Not necessarily made by somebody on YouTube, though. It's not the... uh, video person on this one that wins. It's the creator of the challenge lock and they don't have to be on YouTube. Best custom made pick. Again, it has to have been made this year and featured in a video this year, but not necessarily made in a YouTube video. It just has to have been featured in a YouTube video this year. And again, the maker does not have to be in, does not have to have a YouTube channel, but is the maker that will get the award. And then we have a community spirit award. This is the person that has done the most to support the community. This is not limited to YouTube at all. This is across the entire community, whether it be Discord, a tool chapter, um, Reddit, one of the forums, lockpicking101, keypicking. Whoever you guys think is the most supportive of the community has done the most to support the community. These categories are kind of picked to... um, help people progress both in their video making and also to foster community amongst the Locksport community as a whole. So 
please start thinking about what videos you want to nominate or what people you want to nominate in these different categories. Like I said, this is just an alpha test this year. If it works out okay, I'll do it again next year and try and fix whatever bugs come up. If there isn't any community buy-in, then I'll reassess this whole thing and maybe even scrap the idea completely. But we'll just see how it goes this year. And if it's a failure, it's a failure. But the only way to know is to try it, right? Moving on to sales. Colton++ on Lockpickers United Discord posted on September 28th that he posted, I just found and used code SAVE15 on lockpickshop.com. I haven't verified that. I haven't tried it. I don't even know what lockpickshop.com carries. So I just saw the post and thought I'd put it up here. So if you guys want to go try that out, if they have something you're interested in, great. And on to giveaways. We have room pickers, hashtag RP spicy challenge. It's a fun one where you have to take a shot of uh, hot sauce before you pick a lock. You can go check out his video 85 link in the show notes for the rules on that. Michael Gilchrist has his hashtag Norlin 100. There are different packages that he was giving away. It is open, it looks like, till October 11th. To get entered, you can check out his video, L55. Alex, Alex Who, is still having his Mad Aussie Challenge. You can listen to my episode 14 for details or just do a search for the hashtag Mad Aussie Challenge on YouTube. Starrylock is still doing his hashtag shoutout Monday series where he highlights a channel with fewer than 100 subscribers every week and tries to encourage people to get over there and comment and subscribe by doing a giveaway for a Law Lock Tools gift certificate. He just did the giveaway video for last month, so get over there and check that out. You can find that on Starrylock's channel, which will be linked probably multiple times in the show notes. And I'm still doing my Pack Lock a Month giveaway. The drawing for which will be going up as soon as I have some free time. This was the last two weeks I've worked 72 hours a week and haven't had time to uh, really do a full draw video. But uh, all new information, well, all information that has come in for this episode after the first and for new episodes this month will be going into October's giveaway. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Remember, this podcast needs your support. You can support the podcast in several ways, the most important of which is by sending in information, anything you have that's Locksport related. Insignificant, common knowledge, I don't care. Send it anyway, because I, I work a lot. I might not have heard it. Share the show with your lockpicking friends. Leave a review on your favorite podcasting app or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. You can subscribe on Patreon or PayPal donate via paypal if you support the show i will give you a producer credit and mention you in the podcast so if you have a youtube channel or blog or anything else that you want shared linked in there be sure to let me know so i can put that next year credit in the show notes thank you and remember as always to keep it legal <laughs>